You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by HuntStand. HuntStand is the number one hunting app in the country, and at only $29.99, HuntStand offers a ton of functionality for hunters all over the country. Whether you own your own property or strictly hunt public, you can choose from over a dozen base maps, view property ownership information, 3D mapping, local weather, log your sightings and harvest, as well as use their trail cam management software, and print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. Mine's what's good, man. Feeling all right? Yeah, we're doing we're doing great, man. We got a million and a half things going on, oh, dude. It has been. I mean, it's it's Monday or Tuesday. Today's Monday, and it has been a whirlwind for you and I the last couple of days. So sure has, and that's in our our free time, right? Not even our real jobs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you're listening to this, it is probably Wednesday the twelfth. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Paul and I, we had a busy weekend. It was an out, outstanding weekend, but uh, we went down to the Archery Trade Association trade show in Louisville. I got a chance to network and see the up and coming products and listen to some people talk and just what an op, you know amazing experience that was. Um, it was nuts, man. So yeah, I, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Was, I saw you saying, some Britney Spears song at a piano bar that I put that's, on Instagram. That's that was pretty fake was news. Funny. You're fake. It's news. not. It's literally not. I have the video proof. Get on. <laughs> get on the grab and scrub that. It's all over there. So, uh, yeah, no, we so we went down. Uh, we got chance to hang out with some of the Go Wild guys there Thursday. Uh, meander around the expo, expo center there on Friday and Saturday to see the trade show and yeah so paul what did you see down there that you thought was noteworthy so i think my favorite product that that i saw and this is something that that you have gotten me into and and troy fowler the ranch fairy has got me into those like single bevel broadheads and and like you look at them they're just like chunks of steel that are sharpened and man, they are devastating. But so there's a, there's a company. They're out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Vantage Point Archery, VPArchery.com. They had some really neat stuff. And I'm definitely like a, like a small guy, 
mentality. You know, I like supporting those, you know, those, those smaller companies and, and uh, they had this, I could not take my eyes off of it, man. I, I picked it up a dozen times. It was a three blade, 300 grain, non-vented inch and a half broadhead. And a th- I mean, they're kind of pricey. I mean, a three pack is, is 69, 70 bucks. In that world, that's not um, pricey, Paul. Yeah, see, I, I don't, I don't even know, but uh, man, this thing was wild. I mean, it just, it just looked like, like a massive implement of death to everything that it touches. And uh, I was, I was very intrigued. I couldn't put it down. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to buy. I think this is going to be the broadhead that I, that I start shooting this this year. So I'll probably get get a pack of them uh, here here in the upcoming weeks. But that was really, really cool. Um, I'd say the other thing that I that I liked. There was this um, there's this crossbow company, and it's called Skyd Hunt S Y K D Hunt. And their website, if you're interested, guys, is uh, get Skyd get S Y K D dot com. And they had this this crossbow that they make. And I want to say months. What did it retail for? Like four seventy nine or four ninety nine or something like that. Yep. But it had all of the the like the pieces and parts of a of a bow that's like nine hundred dollars. A crossbow is like nine hundred bucks. But the thing that I found really neat, and for you folks that have like young kids that are getting into the sport of 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 hunting, and you want them to shoot a crossbow, the forend and the buttstock were adjustable, completely adjustable, they slid up and down. I mean, so so someone that's six three like myself could comfortably shoot this crossbow, or someone that's four foot six. And weighs 50 pounds like a kid could hold comfortably hold this crossbow and shoot it so it just it grows with you and it's it's um it's a good price point i thought for for getting in because i don't know you man i'm not going out and buying my seven-year-old a raven crossbow to start on i'm not i'm not doing it but a lot of those you know like but dad yeah exactly and get out of here dad doesn't love you that much <laughs> um but yeah so i thought like for the price point i thought that was really neat and the thing looked i mean it looked cool man i mean it literally looked like a nine hundred thousand dollar crossbow it had like a billet aluminum rail i mean it was it was a cool optic in it too didn't it it did yeah it really like i'm not sure you know who who made the optic but um that was that was really neat um speaking of optics the hawk optics i really i really like their products they have like um Oh God! What's the like a, mo- a a monocular? Is that how you say that? Monocular, like a single a single one. Sure. And I, I like I I go turkey hunting, and I don't want like these giant binoculars, man. I do not want the thing sitting on my chest with giant, you know, the ten by whatever goddamn binoculars. I don't I don't want that. Drive me nuts, man. And and so it's literally like the size of like a cigarette case or whatever i mean it was it was awesome and it was it was very very powerful very effective so i probably gonna buy one of those too so but i don't know their website you can just google hawk optics h-a-w-k-e i believe so yeah it was uh yeah it was pretty neat pretty neat stuff what about you man i know we touched a thousand products between the two of us yeah i'm still going through all the literature that i picked up along the way but yeah. the uh there's so much cool stuff i guess a couple of things came to mind and in the episode you guys will hear a much more thorough evaluation but uh matrix this matrix target matrix target system so it's matrixtargets.com it's expensive but it looks like it was really really heavy duty could hold up to broadheads and then it's interchangeable so you unsnap it you can throw in a new one after you've chewed it up and move on 
but I'm going to tell you, Paul and I were enamored by this company called White Taylor. Yeah. Now, wait, wait, let me just back up. We are not sponsored by any any of these people. This is straight observa- yeah. observation. Yeah. But th- this guy, um, it's called White Taylor. So W-H-I-T-E-T-A-I-L apostrophe R. Uh, WhiteTaylor.com. He takes some of the most simple ideas or the basic problems and fixes them with simple ideas. The man is is brilliant. And uh, the one I really loved was the trigger. He had this piece of silicone that essentially was like an accu trigger on a savage rifle where you would have this silicone to you that you would press down to kind of get you ready for to pull that trigger. I punched the I punched the trigger all the time on my release. So for me, that would be, I think would be really beneficial, but he had some other cool stuff. That Turkey seat that was just like a couple pieces of foam to hold you up. Um, but it was, was like, it was like, what do you say? Eight, 8,000 individual pieces of foam, but it was so simple. Cylinder. It was so super light. Simple. Yes. And it was, Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. But um, the other thing I did notice, I mean, this ozone thing, as far as scent elimination, is big business, and there's a lot of that going on out there. Um, lots in the sights uh, on your bows. It was it was cool. So uh, very. Uh, I I know I we saw we saw and we talk about it with with Cameron Stover in the episode that you guys are gonna really listen to, but the um like the bow sights that have the rangefinders on them, those things like I don't know. They look ridiculous, and I'll I don't tell you think it's not. Their price tag is ridiculous. Their, their price tag is ridiculous, and I, and I feel like that if you shoot a big Pope and Young gear, I don't. I think they have something that you can't have like electronics on your bow at all, right? Including like I would imagine that would take you out. I Google that if you really want to know, but um, no. So I don't speaking know. of Pope and Young, that you know products are really cool and everything, but I honestly think. The best part was some of the people we met down there. And so I'm not guaranteeing that we're getting any people, any of these people on the podcast, but we will try. Um, We had a really nice discussion with Lindsay Thomas, Lindsay Thomas from the National Deer Association. Mm -hmm. Really great dude. He knows Mike Tonkovich and uh, we'll try to talk to him. We talked to the guys from the hunting public. Uh, We talked to Troy, the ranch ferry. do you think. think that do you think the guys from the hunting public like do you think they actually keep like kept our cards or do you think like as soon as they walk away they're like nah and, like they're at the hotel like do, do we do we want to keep these and and aaron and greg are like nah just get rid of that we're never gonna we're never gonna call that guy paul or aaron or andrew yeah right uh well i wish i would have watched them like turn around and walk away from us and just throw our cards in the trash right. like, i would have I laughed at that <laughs> I think we've got a couple other contacts to get us in the back door if we have to there. So yeah. um, I'll tell you what, anybody who follows the hunting public and I, I sit there and I watch, I'm like, man, it'd be so cool just to hunt all these different States and whatever. I felt bad. Those guys, I don't want to say they look worn out. Cause I hate when people tell me I look wore out, but I mean, you could tell they have been through a lot over the last four or five months running around the yeah. country up early every morning, getting in a boat, whatever they're doing. And uh, then to come down to that show, 
they're ready for the off season, I think. Yeah. Um, and they were super gracious with their time, man. I mean, they were standing there, and, and everybody was. You know? Yeah, every, everyone was was really was really nice. So, but we got yeah, to also meet Taylor Chamberlain, who's the Urban Bowman, and then uh, Bo Martonic was was there. Got ran into him, so it was a pretty good. Yeah, I felt like an idiot because Bo Mar- we were at the Timber Ninja booth, and Bo Martonic walks up, and we're talking to the owner of Timber Ninja. And he looks at us and he's like, Oh, do you know do you know Bo? Let me introduce you. And you're like, Oh my god, Bo Martonics. And then everyone just looks at me. I'm like, Bo, I don't know who you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'll shake your hand, but I have no idea who you are. So, so that was cool. It now, was, I yeah. Ha- he was a real nice guy. Real Before we get into the episode, though, Paul, I have to say, all right. So anybody who's listening, and if you know Paul, he's a turkey man. Okay. Oh, yeah. And and Paul is a turkey man and a duck man, and deer is like third on his list. So a lot yeah, of the show I put pheasants and rabbit up there. Before okay. Hear from so deer's like 12th on his list and, and you go to the archery show and, and it's a lot of it is very heavily deer based. And at one point we're walking and through the aisles and it's like a trade show, you know, just back and forth. And I'm kind of following Paul and all of a sudden he just diverts like way off out of our path that we were going. And I'm like, where the hell's Paul going? And then I realized, Oh, I hear somebody strumming on a box call and that's where he is just, like, like the Pied Piper was calling him, and he just <laughs> was, made was a beeline for it, man. Oh, the be like, Paul, back. <laughs> I just wanted to see who was hammering a turkey call at the bow show. Yeah. So, but, so yeah, no. and you thought that, that like, I, I walk around the corner of that booth and I look and I like poke my head around, and I see who's there. And that guy didn't give me the time of day, man. It was just like, okay, hey, man, I'm like, I like your calls. Thanks, man. <laughs> And like turned around and started talking to his wife. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't know. The other there was one other turkey call company was Jack Jack in the Box or something like that or places Blackjack. Yeah, those guys were super cool. Their their turkey calls were their turkey calls were real nice. So good good stuff. Good deer calls. Good duck calls from those guys. So yeah, Anywho. that was that was funny. I mean, I just left you know dust and ten minutes or five minutes later, like you found me. Right. So. And I figure out real fast how to find you moving forward. Just listen for the calls. Right. But the um, So we're going to have on this episode today, Cameron Stover. He runs a website called huntinggeardeals.com. He's got, it's fishing gear deals or something like that too. Is the fish other fishgeardeals.com. Yep. Uh, his, his, this is his side gig that basically he goes out and finds all the best gear deals on the internet. And if you've heard him before, I think he was on Dan's podcast back in right before Black Friday. But he it's amazing. Like and the dude knows gear. He he really oh, does. Yeah. Um, when he goes to a show like that, like me and Paul are walking around listening to turkey calls and just looking at all the flashy, sparkly things. But Cameron is looking at the products and really figuring out what is the latest and greatest and what's going to make a difference to the hunter and the outdoorsman. Um, so, so he was gracious. We actually met him uh, randomly one night, but uh, he was gracious enough to give us the time here tonight and go through his top 10 list. We did a top 10 list of things he saw that were noteworthy or will make a difference in the industry, in his mind. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, as far as around the state, we've got uh, muzzleloader is ending here on the 11th, so Tuesday. Uh, but you still got till February 6th for the, for um, the rest of your deer. 
there are some other things that are closing out here soon. So uh, just keep an eye on that. But I don't think there was anything else too, too crazy, was there? I don't think so. We're going to try to get Mike Tonkovich back on here uh, once the season is completely closed to recut recap kind of the deer season um and uh we got a lot we got a lot planned here uh coming up so yeah i can tell you guys the turkey content we have coming your way is going to blow your minds so teaser will pay off on that teaser here in a few weeks but man it's going to be we've got some really good turkey killers committed to to do episodes so we're excited yeah i can't wait I hope everybody enjoys this. If you're still getting out there, have fun. Good luck. Uh, come visit us on Instagram. The podcast is our handle there. Twitter. It's at Ohio hunt. And let's see. We're on go wild. Trying to post everything we can on go wild. <clears throat> Having fun with that. We're going to do the. Um, what is it? The old uh, deer and turkey expo. It's coming up the open season show. We're not going to have a booth or anything, but we're going to be walking around. So down was that? Oh, the... March, March 18th. Okay. I thought that was like coming up in a few weeks. So, but yeah, that'll be cool. We'll be in Pennsylvania for what's that? What's that called? The great American outdoors yep. experience or something like that. We'll be at the go wild booth there. So if anyone's making the trip to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, come on. Yeah. Well, I guess sounds like for, plan. I think it's it for us. All right, until next week, everybody, take care, and uh, good luck out there. See you guys. And welcome back, everybody, to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, we've got Paul and Andrew uh, and our guest, Cameron Stover of the HuntingGearDeals.com and FishingGearDeals.com. Did I get that right, Cameron? Absolutely. Well, it's fish gear deals actually, but um, I couldn't get the fishing gear deals um, URL. It was a little too pricey, so I had to create mine. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So Paul and I and at Cameron, uh, actually, we didn't go together, but uh, well, Paul and I did. The uh, we met Cameron down there at the Archery Trade Association trade show, and one of the things that Cameron and we'll let him talk a little bit more about what actually he does. Cameron, why don't you go ahead and do that right now? Let's just get that out of the way. Okay, so I own huntinggeardeals.com, which is probably what your audience would be most interested with. Fishgeardeals.com is just starting, so I don't have nearly the amount of content. But huntinggeardeals.com is a online platform that hunters can utilize to save money on hunting gear. I don't actually sell any products. I just try to find the best deals from across the web and send people that direction. Also supply um, with the the hunting community with honest and unbiased uh, gear reviews, and then some additional blog content focused around like Black Friday sales and things of that nature as well. Um, uh, it's been a very good process, and this year for 2022, the goal is at some point in time to break out of the mold uh, of the nine to five or I would love to say nine to five. I probably could do this job uh, as a side hustle forever if it was just a nine to five job, but quit the day job and do go full time with my own business. That would be very cool. And if anybody's never, if you haven't heard of Cameron, um, I actually was listening to one of Dan's podcasts back. I guess it was right before Black Friday. And uh, man, you were so thorough and where to find the best deals and stuff. It was 
honestly, it was incredible because like, how does somebody put all that together? But you do, and uh, you do it very well. So I appreciate it. It is a grind and I do not hunt up until Black Friday that week. Um, I focus strictly on that. Uh, blog post trying to get as much information from my partners prior to the sales beginning uh, so I can put that content out there when it's ready. Um, it's been a great help for not just the hunting community but the people that are shopping for the hunting community as well and I think those are the people that benefit the most from it because people that buy shop for me never know what to get me and all they have to do is go to that Black Friday blog post and I guarantee you there's a lot of stuff in there that we're all going to enjoy. Your wife will, or my wife will be very happy that I met you <clears throat> so that I can utilize some of this now uh, instead of buying everything at full price. So, um, but we wanted to give everybody a little bit of a idea of what happened down at uh, the Archery Trade Association. So over the weekend, we traveled to Louisville and we were able to partake in they're a trade show. So it's been a couple of years because of COVID that since they've had the show, <clears throat> but basically we get a lot of vendors together uh, and to talk about, you know, new products they have coming out, network, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to be really honest. I've done a lot of trade shows for my real job, but I'm always on the other side of the table where helping to put them together or participating in them from a sales perspective. This time I was like the kid in the candy store just walking around with its eyes as big as could be trying to, you know, take it all in. And I uh, personally, I, you know, there's some things I remembered from the, the trip. I took notes, took, you know, brochures, that kind of stuff, uh, pictures, but nobody did it like Cameron did it. Okay. So you need to go check out his Instagram. And if you want to see all pictures of everything that was there, that's where the, the stuff is at. And he did a very good job of documenting that. So as Paul and I walked around and just kind of, you know, networked and looked at all the fancy stuff, uh, Cameron was actually the one on the ground that was taking notes of what was the latest and greatest. So what we're going to do today is kind of uh, like a top 10 list of, of things we saw. Uh, I'm going to let Cameron kind of run it through it because he was really taking note of what companies are coming out with um, and how that's going to benefit you as the outdoorsman or woman. So uh, Cameron. What are we starting off with? Do, right. do, do like the Dave Letterman, like top 10, go. Okay, we can go from top to bottom or bo uh, bottom to top. So let's start at the bottom. Let's go, let's go bottom to go, top. That'll work. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cobra Radius. The Cobra Radius is an archery site that is very well built without a lot of extras. I mean, if you look at some of the archery sites out right now, especially after the ATA show, and there's some on this list. Uh, but it has no bells and whistles, but a ton of technology. If you remember the old Spot Hog Hunter air arrest, it's kind of similar to that, how it starts, where there's not a lot of things that can go wrong as far as the construction. Now, what's unique about it is if you've seen the React technology from Trophy Ridge, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, the radius from Cobra, has adjustable pins that slide backwards as you adjust for your pin gap. So there's no adjustment individually for pins. It simply rotates the entire pin set in a circular motion in order to adjust for that pin gap. There's no sight tapes or 
there is a site tape. Um, no, no, I think it, take it back. There's no site tape needed. Um, it's simply an one Allen wrench and you can adjust everything you need to. I was very impressed with the simplicity of this error, this um, archery site, as well as how much the community is going to benefit from it. Not everybody is a multi-pin archer, uh, and I think there's five pins in this, so a lot of guys are running a one, two, or three pin, so it, it's probably not going to be in their realm, but the simplicity of sighting your bow in from 20 to what, 60 yards at the drop of a hat is very intriguing especially at the price point under 200 which they're going to advertise so hopefully throughout the year we can find a better deal once they're available and i think it's what you'll see a lot of these products we get to see first at the ata but the consumer will not be able to get their hands on them until mid-summer if we're lucky i mean we know what covid brought with the limited supply of products and you've seen a lot of um, companies start bringing stuff in-house and then to our soil. So you're gonna see a little bit more USA made products because they can control them. But without a shadow of a doubt, archery is getting more expensive every year. And I think you'll notice as we go through here, there's some high end products um, that we all probably want, uh, but sometimes due to our budgets, we've got to settle a little bit. And this is one of those products that are gonna fit a lot of price points, but still have that technology. Yeah, I'm one more time. Sorry. It's the Cobra Radius. Cobra Radius. Okay. Yep. And so what I'll do is I'll take uh, I'll somehow put all this stuff together on Instagram. So and if, if you're driving down the road, don't don't be trying to look all this stuff up. We'll, we'll make sure it's documented for you um, <laughs> or put on Go Wild, too. So uh, I'm looking at it. It's sleek. I mean, it looks cool. Uh, like you said, they got on here for 180, about 185. So not not too bad. But. All right, yep. number and, uh, nine. Looking, as far as looking for all the products, uh, you'll be able to find them in a blog post that I've already published on huntinggeardeals.com. Look at that. Um, and then I'm still fine. I'll be working out um, on this product uh, or all this blog post probably all week and expand on it as products are developed because uh, this is one of those things that everybody can benefit from if you're looking for new products and finding them in one place. And we will just link to your stuff. That'll be just easier. So, um, number nine, let's go with the bog products. Bog stepped up a lot, and I'm and I was gonna say all their products specifically. I really liked uh, the old death grip, the carbon fiber death grip. And if you're not familiar with that, it's for either rifle hunters or crossbow hunters, and it locks a state basically a tripod. You can lock your weapon in place. And that product alone has helped a lot of youth hunters be more engaged in the hunting um, and have more success because they're not having to hold that product up. And you're seeing a lot of smaller framed individuals utilize those with success. So anytime they make an innovation, um, I try to pay attention uh, just due to how much of an impact they've had with that one line of products. Now, the particular product that I'm going to talk about is the death grip sherpa and it's probably not going to be everybody's budget friendly tripod but it's super lightweight it's probably one of the lightest um, tripods on the market for its um, size and it's something you can shoot standing up and adjust it down to the feeding position the head is adjustable and you can remove it and put a um, 
a fluid head if you were utilizing this product or this tripod for self-filming, um, which is a great tool as well. There's probably a lot of people out there that can benefit from dual usage of this product and its weight. Um, we're looking, the archery industry or the hunting industry as a whole is looking to reduce weight right now. It used to be, we go through cycles and it's like everybody wants speed and everybody wants front of center. And now we're looking at re weight reduction on our gear as our, well, in me particular, the weight on my waistline keeps increasing. I'm looking to decrease the weight of my gear. And this is one of those products that will help in that environment. Um, also, just a little shout out. They have some awesome looking bags, like uh, backpacks that are very adjustable for not only a bow hunter, but for also for some meat packing out, out west, as well as their bino harness. Their color schemes this year, um, they hit the nail on the head. And I, I like to pay attention to logo design, um, packaging, and really what sets those products apart on the shelf. And they really hit the nail on the head with this series of products and their color scheme. So shout out to them on that product. That's number nine. Very cool. <clears throat> I actually didn't walk much through their, their uh, booth. That's my own bed. Although I do have a uh, tripod of theirs. It's been really good for me. Uh, and I like the interchangeable heads at the top. So it can be a shooting rest or bino um you know set your binos on there and uh let's see was this is this one available in aluminum aluminum and carbon fiber is that what i'm seeing on their their site or is this a, am i looking at the wrong one no they do have basically the same platform uh, in aluminum and carbon fiber your carbon fiber is going to be your higher end the aluminum version still has a lot of those same features but probably i think it's a couple pounds heavier and they changed their, instead of having snaps on their adjustable legs, they now twist. And there's not a whole lot of twisting motion necessary to adjust those fairly quickly. So that was a major improvement as well. Awesome. I think uh, one of the reoccurring themes if, uh, that I did notice at the show is carbon fiber and how everything is, seems to love carbon fiber nowadays. So um, I'm sure we'll see that more throughout the list. All right. Number eight. Um, I'm going to go with something very affordable and a product that any archer can utilize, and it's the boning pocket quiver. Um, this is simply a product that you can throw in your back pocket, throw a couple arrows in, whether you're on the range or practicing at home, and you don't have to worry about throwing them down in the dirt or using an arrow tube or putting them in your pocket and they fall out and your knock gets dirty because it falls knock first. Uh, it's one of those products that you see and you just like, stare at it and you kick yourself as you walk away like I should have thought about that because I've thought about that my entire shooting career um, and I'm sure there's probably been another version of this at some point in time but boning's got a, a really decent price point I don't recall what it was right off the, uh, the bat and it's a simple product to utilize for every archer um, I was really impressed with just the simplicity of it and it's probably something that walking away from the ATA show that I'm actually going to buy there's a lot of products out there that I want, and that's kind of the hype that the ATA show brings for somebody that's infatuated with hunting gear like I am, but it's when I take a step back and I look at my hunting budget, um, it's one of those products that regardless if it's on sale or not, I'm probably still going to purchase. So I remember seeing this because they had the like uh, mannequins there, you know, dressed, and then they had the the pocket quiver stuck in the butt there, and it just was, uh, it stood out as something a little bit different. Definitely one of those things that you, you look at and you're like, why didn't I think of that? 
it seems so simple and it makes sense. Um, Cameron, I'm looking at it online. It looks like it's about 25 to 30 bucks. Um, but this is one thing Paul and I saw down there. There's, there's a bunch of things that you, you just look at it and you're like, why didn't I think of that? Um, and, and just so, so simple, but this is another one of those that definitely could come in handy. And, uh, I know for me, when I'm out practicing and stuff, the dogs running around, the kids running around out of the shooting range, obviously, but this would keep my arrows safer from being, you know, trampled or anything like that. So, all right. Number seven. All right. Number seven, I'm going to go with a product that was actually already released back in October. Uh, the problem is I just hadn't seen them yet. Um, I'd seen them online, but I hadn't had my hands on them. Uh, was the tethered skeletors uh, basically they're what the hawk sticks were supposed to be and and i don't mean that in a derogatory word it's just after the those were released a lot of people were disappointed and it really um, sparked a lot of diy guys to keep improving and this, this is one of those products that tethered listened to people with the standoff with the pricing i mean the one stick if you remember it came out very expensive but super light these are heavier. They're about double the uh, or weight of the one stick, but they stack up so nice and neat. They can be disassembled very easily, and they fit inside one of the packs that I'm going to talk about later on super conveniently, and it's probably going to be one of those products that hits everybody's price point, and we're all going to, if you're a mobile hunter, you can't overlook it. There's a lot of sticks out there that cost more, and this is really going to be a product that hits a lot of people's needs at a good price uh, compared to some of the $200 a piece sticks and things of that nature. So it's another option and it's a very good looking and convenient option as well. What's the availability on those tethered skeletors? Did they, did they tell you while you were there? I did not ask. Um, I talked to those guys probably first on Friday when I walked into the show and I got so excited about one of their other products that I was like, okay, yes, yes. I nodded and I said, let's go talk about this. And uh, I hope that's on the list. I know talk. you're talking about. Well, we were talking to Ernie about yeah. it. I, I think they've got, got them and they're shipping them. Oh, um, are they? Okay. But they were getting some pretty decent orders when, when we were standing there. So might yeah, be one of those. Um, and they um, prior to the event. Yeah. Uh, these are, these are the real deal. So they're very, very heavy duty. Um, everybody that listens probably knows I'm a fan of tethered. I've had very good success with their stuff and this is no different. Uh, and at two, so I'm looking at 225 bucks for all four sticks. And like Cameron alluded to, there's some out there that almost 225 bucks for one of those sticks. So, and you're, you know, not a bad option at all. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and you're not giving up a whole lot of weight, noise, or packability with these sticks. And they, they angle out, right? So they're not flush or like flat yeah, with the tree. They, they stick, the, the yeah, steps it, themselves actually stick out to give you more room for your feet as you're climbing. Yes, and, and that was one of the issues with the one stick. As awesome as they are on the tree, they're with big guys with bigger feet they had a hard time finding their center of gravity as they're climbing even though you're tied off and stuff as you climb 
they wanted a little bit more foot room and I wouldn't be surprised after the conversation that I had that those aren't getting an upgrade and you're probably going to see a similar upgrade to that step. Um, it's not going to be aluminum most likely because um, of the weight reduction, but they have increased the footing for this stick. Yeah, I have a feeling that this uh, that angled out thing is going to be the new norm in the industry as, as time goes on. But um, yes, another great product from Tethered. Uh, so let's see. Number six. I'm going to loop in two different products from Insight. Um, they're backpacks. Um, they're a they're owned by Frog Tog or Frog Tog, Frog Tog is owned by them. I, I can't remember that relationship, uh, but they shared a booth. And walking by that booth, and you can walk by a lot of booths at the ATA show, and you see packs everywhere you look. Uh, this is one of them that stood out, and you're like, oh, that one's I need. That one they were, they were awesome. What I need. Yeah, so you guys seen them, luckily. So my the first one I looked at was the Vision Compound Pack, and I was like, no, that's not what I want. I mean, it's like a whole wraparound. looks like you're almost putting a blanket around your bow and it looked oversized for what I wanted. Um, and then I seen the, um, the crossbow version and the saddle hunting version. Um, I don't remember what the crossbow was, but the shift is for saddle hunting. And that backpack should be a staple for every saddle hunter due to the fact that it is designed to enhance the packability of your mobile setup. These the, your climbing sticks fit inside a, and they called it a shelf or a, a centered channel. So they're padded on each side, and it's right in the middle of the pack. So think of this pack when you look at it. It has dual layers. You can take the top off the layer, just like a cake, and you have the good stuff in the middle. That's kind of where these sticks are. Um, you take the top, that top layer off with a couple buckle straps, fold it out of the way. You can take your sticks out and start applying them to the tree. And then once you get back onto the back, you can keep your back, uh, saddle in its pouch because it sticks on the outside, but it is protected um, kind of on the edges. That's not going to make a lot of noise from dings and dents if it were to brush against something. Um, the metal is protected for the most part. Uh, you can still see it, of course, but the edges where most likely your noise is going to come from if you're not being careful. Um, the, that saddle can be removed on the fly, hung up, you're in the tree one uh, motion once you figure out how to apply your sticks. I mean, you're not going to be able to remove those climbing sticks um, individually from the pack. You're going to have to remove all of them. But a lot of us have like we, um, areas where we carry them on our hips or something in the case, or sometimes we make two trips up and down the tree, whatever the case may be, the saddle is there. It's easy to access and it's a must have, I think, for saddle hunting. It was definitely. Uh, and then there are other. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. it was really it we'll was cool that. because Paul and I actually did see this. <laughs> we saw this when it stood out. Uh, it was very clear that they'd put some thought into, uh, you know, the saddle hunting mobile hunter setup. Exactly, and they also took the crossbow hunter. I mean, we don't think of crossbow hunting as a mobile hunting um, style of hunting. Uh, but they definitely made it easier. I'm not going to say they made crossbow hunting mobile, but they built a pack designed to carry your crossbow securely. 
but you're not going to be able to cock that crossbow, put it on that backpack, the same situation that you would carry the sticks in this inner channel. So you can't cock the crossbow and walk to the tree stand with it. It wouldn't do you any good. It's definitely one of those safety, um, safety laws that you don't want to break with a high-powered, high-powered, high-energy device that the crossbow is when it's in the fully cocked mechanism. And But it's very convenient. It, it packs away super tight. Um, and I'm impressed with that pack. Yes, that was a good one. A lot of Masio Bottomland products too that I appreciated through those guys. So, yeah, oh, and, and a lot of a lot of people using that pattern. Um, we're, we're praising it. This is a pattern like these old school guys, as well as people that are kind of new into things. They're like the new guys love it because it's got a retro look and the old guys realize like the circles coming back and we were right. And basically on how this works, it not only looks good, but it's very functional, especially for early season and turkey hunting patterns. Um, there's a ton of information out there, but it's definitely nice to see this retro look come back and it's functional. It's not just a fashion statement. Number five. Number five. Um, I'm going to go with trail cams, and I hate to leave this so open-ended, but in 2021, we saw the Tacticam Reveal series take what they had already started at the end of 2020 and build on it and really take a huge chunk of the market. Um, in the past, there was a lot of people vying for that top spot. Spartan was probably there, and I can't say on overall sales because that's not shared. But the amount of traffic that I received for the Tacticams tells me they are, they are number one in the market right now. And why they were number one is because of the versatility and the price point, um, especially with the XB series. So a lot of manufacturers have realized, like, the consumer wants a cheaper product that works and is dependable and actually picks up service almost everywhere. And I, I use that term almost everywhere very loosely because we all know you don't have service everywhere but a lot of these manufacturers have partnered with the multitude of networks there was a trail camera manufacturer i forget the name of it they had a new product wasn't anything fancy but he said there's like 300 wireless networks that his trail camera worked with because it basically picked up the strongest signal and bounced to that tower and started sending service so the cool feature is, and this is five point, his camera, um, I think the Spartan has a very um, a very nice line with, their, I think, their Go Live 2 um, that does something very similar, and but not as many networks, I don't think. Um, but the cool part about it is you don't have to have your own plan through Verizon, which is what most of my trail cameras run on, except for my reveals. Um, they're actually through the manufacturer. Uh, some manufacturers have figured out, like, if we lock you into a six-month plan, we make more money than if we let you pay month to month. If we're going to let you pay month to month, you're going to pay more. And it's almost worth it to go into those longer-term deals for six months or something like that because a lot of us are looking for velvet photos and a lot of us are monitoring deer when they're starting to shed their antlers. So you really have to be careful with the trail camera that you pick out not because there's a lot of issues with them 
but because there's so many options that fit the needs of most consumers. Um, you're going to get a higher quality image most of the time with some of the larger brands um, that are more expensive. you got to get what you pay for as far as dependability and battery life sometimes, but that's not to say you're not still going to get the same quality and product from a manufacturer that's in that 150 to 180 price range. Um, I've enjoyed testing a lot of different trail cameras in the last couple of years, and I see a huge shift in this network of trail cameras, and it's we're all going to benefit from it at the end of the day when there's more competition. The higher the competition between manufacturers and retailers, the better product that consumers receive at the end of the day. Did you get a chance? Sorry to not laying one specific product because I don't think I, I think I would be doing a disservice to all of these to say one's better than the other when I haven't tested them. And I'm just going off the features that they told me they're utilizing. Um, so it's the time will tell when we start doing reviews and people get them in their hands. But some of the brands, like a lot of people, and it's a product company that I usually don't uh, look at too heavily is SpyPoint and SpyPoint's trail cameras creating a lot of buzz with the features included at the price point, the battery life that people are getting and the dependability. Uh, I think they got a bad name from a lot of people that uh, were using some of these set cameras early stages that weren't utilizing them correctly. And I started to overlook them myself for personal use. And maybe I need to look at it uh, more with the, um, oh, let me think of the name of this SpyPoint. Uh, I, think, I can't the remember flex. the name of that, but it's the flex. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, actually this year I started running, I have two spy points. I have like, what was it? Micro LTE, something like that. <clears throat> I've had great success with them. Um, one of the things I noticed, and I'm not going to, I don't get into the specs of, you know, trigger speed and this megabytes and all that kind of stuff. But the, uh, then the flex I noted, we, we talked to them and uh, it's got the video option. So I don't know that the, I know the one I have, the ones I have don't have video, uh, but that seemed to be like a major thing. And then as far as how they can send HD photos and stuff, it seemed like it was pretty good. So uh, they put some, some time and thought into that one for sure. Yep. One of the cool things that I thought with the video mode and a lot of trail cameras, cellular trail cameras are utilizing video mode now by request. But they said they'll send three screenshots, basically, of the video at one time instead of the the photo that comes with the video that you have to request. So, so I get kind of like a beginning, middle, and end to see if I want to waste my data to um, bring in that video to my cell phone. Um, so that should save on data uh, in the long term because at the end of the day, with the more data you utilize, the more you're going to pay. Uh, so that was a really neat feature, uh, but I can't say that the other cameras out there don't have them because, man, there are so many great cellular cameras on the market right now. Yeah, and Cameron, I think we might have to have you back on another day. We can talk a long, long time about trail cams because to me, I look at it and and it's one of those things that's like for 150 bucks, you can get a cell cam or for 400 bucks, you can get a cell cam package. That, that's a pretty big price range and, and and a lot of variability there um so i'm sure there's a lot that comes with that and uh, anywho that's another day so what's number four 
right, with number four, I'm going to go with the Bushnell Broadhead Rangefinder. And the, that's a terrible name for a product that's not a broadhead. Um, it definitely tells you that it's an archery rangefinder. I get that. But on my line of thinking, so background about what I do, when I try to prepare uh, content for my website, I'm looking at Google some keywords that people are going to search for when they're looking for a product that they don't know they need. Like, and we, they're called keywords. But for instance, as a trail camera, I'm the best cellular trail camera or cheapest cellular trail camera. People that are typing into Google looking for options. So when I type in Bushnell Broadhead Rangefinder, I get an assortment of things that I'm going to have to compete with. So they really missed the boat on the name, but they didn't miss the boat with the product. Um, they claim this is the most accurate rangefinder on the market for the archer. And it's like a plus or minus three inches out to 150 yards. So why we need that grade of accuracy, I can't say. Uh, but it's great to say that I have that capabilities in my hand for a similar price point that I would pay for one that doesn't. Um, it will go further than 150 yards, but it decreases slightly in the accuracy but it's still very competitive and probably a little better than most out to 1500 yards. So um, I wouldn't be concerned utilizing this rangefinder as a do it all style rangefinder instead of having a, a, a rifle version and a archery version for 300 bucks, I think was the price point. Uh, the consumer can double down and get what they need uh, for both for most people. I mean, there's guys out there shooting guns further than, I'm willing to walk to see where I'm hitting the target and to set a target up. Um, it's probably not for them, but for the most of us, this rangefinder is going to pretty much do it all. I missed this one. I, I'm going to have to agree with you on the um, on the name. I'm not sure about that, but one thing I noticed, and I hope I'm not spoiling the party here in the last couple of picks, but the there was a lot of bow sites that I saw that had the range finders included in them. And I don't know if maybe that's something I've just not really paid attention to the last couple of years, but a lot, a lot of people had, uh, you know, sites with range finders. So using that, that range finding technology, um, different pieces, it's, it was, it was prevalent down there for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely an advancement in that technology, especially with archery sites. And then Garmin has a great crossbow site. Um, but I'm a kind of guy, like, I need a backup plan. Um, when, and that tells me, like, I can have an archery finding um, site or range finding site, but at the end of the day, what if scenario, I don't want to take that chance of it not working. If I can have two, that's great. Uh, but for the price of most archery sites and the price of most range finders that have those capabilities, I can get away a little bit cheaper by having both rather than having a combined version. Yeah, those the sites are not cheap. And uh, yeah, you're right. So, all right, let's see. We got three more here. So let's let's go to number three. OK, I'm going to go ahead and throw in the carbon fiber products that are very centered towards the mobile hunter. Carbon fiber fiber we've seen utilized in bows. We're starting to see them in climbing sticks with the success. Now we're seeing compressed carbon fiber, fiber utilized for saddles and tree stands. Now with the saddle, I think it's gonna be in that $300 price range. 
it has a larger, and it's from Tether. And then the tree stand is from Timber Ninja. And it has like a $1,200 price tag. It's not available yet. They're still working on some improvements. Um, but it's kind of neat. I mean, it's a neat technology that is not for everybody due to the price. Um, I think on the saddle side of it, going carbon fiber um, for the price of most saddles, Tether did a good job. Uh, Timber Ninja has a very unique design that nobody's utilizing right now. And due to the price of materials, it's going to be higher end. We've seen uh, some rent manufacturers have seen success with, with those higher end products, but this would be the most expensive mobile tree stand on the market. But it may be the one that you utilize for a decade because you can't afford not to utilize it after you purchase it. Um, seemed like it had a, a fair amount of adjustability. Um, it's nice knowing that my feet may be more protected from the weather with carbon fiber. Now, granted, we do know the benefits of a carbon riser bow in the cold weather, and they claim that the carbon fiber on the platform or the tree stand has the same effect, keeping your feet slightly warmer, uh, but that's probably not enough to justify me buying it. People that are going to buy these two products want the lightest weight product they can get away with. Um, and there, want, there are some added benefits with noise reduction with those products. Um, they, have, they just have a different noise. It still makes noise, but as the, the Taylor Booth pointed out, it sounds kind of like putting uh, a black rack together when you bang it on something. Uh, so who knows, maybe you'll screw around and we've all heard stories of it. You're hanging a tree stand, the big buck comes running in. Maybe that'll work to somebody's advantage and that success will occur for somebody using that. But other than that, that was really cool to see innovation that people were always thinking, is it possible to see it come to life? Um, there's a lot of great DIYers, especially in this mobile hunting and the mobile hunting industry as well as the archery industry as a whole looks like they're finally paying attention um, my biggest takeaway from the ata show this year is that manufacturers are listening to consumers and making products to fit their needs rather than what they think the market wants um, and that's a huge shift uh, because sometimes you end up in that higher price range and limit yourself with products that aren't going to sell a whole lot, but they're going to please in a certain consumer. And it's very nice to see it in broadheads, archery sites, and especially the mobile hunting side of things where technology continues to improve and, and the competition keeps increasing the quality of the products. Yeah. And we saw both of these products. So I think uh, Tethered actually won. Did they win best in show for the, the platform? Uh, they won some award. Yeah, there was a couple awards for multiple products in this list, um, but I didn't pay attention to who won what. Uh, Heather did win the, the best day, show. Yep, because uh, at the end of the day, like you might think some a product's great, but it doesn't fit my needs. Uh, it's great to see that technology, but I can't say that it was a, be a product that I would utilize, um, except for the carbon fiber saddle. I think I could, or saddle platform. I think I could justify the cost of that, but I don't think I can justify the cost of the Timber Ninja, even though I'm super excited for that company to bring that stand to the market and see how um, the consumer reacts to it. 
Yeah. So Tether won the award for the platform. And it is, it's a saddle platform, um, similar in size, I'd say to their predator, but the, and that was very cool, very light. And then we actually, we did see the Timber Ninja one. Paul says, here, pick this up. And I about threw it over my shoulder because the thing was so light, but it looks like you're, you know, standard hang on stand or whatever, but stupid light, stupid light. But for $1,200, you know, your wallet's going to be a little lighter too. Um, But it is exactly very cool. All right. Number two. Um, There was another tree stand before we go to number two. Oh, okay. Sorry. um, That that hit the market, the elevate um, kind of like the water jet design um, to kind of rival the beef gear stand, but at a little, little lower price tag except for the fact that it weighs a little more. It's a beefier stand. I would not be surprised if uh, they don't get sued. I don't know about the patent side of things, but I think that process it was patented by Dan Insult. So we will see what happens with that company. Um, it's great to have more competition if that works out. But at 10 pounds, uh, even though that tree stand created a lot of hype on my news feed and what people want to know who it was and what the specs were, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go out of my way to say that that's a must-have product, but I think it's one of those buzz products that a lot of people are looking into to learn more about, and it's going to spark more innovation as time passes. All right, one more time. What what one was that? The It's from Elevate. It's a tree stand manufacturer that I was unfamiliar with coming into that. Um, but basically it's a, a made, it's kind of similar to the beast gear stand, but the beast gear stand has some flex and they're claiming this tree stand doesn't have the same flex as the beast gear stand. And it's less expensive, supposedly. I, I haven't looked into that tree stand a whole lot, uh, but it did cause a lot of buzz, uh, but it did not make the top 10 list. Interesting. I have to check that one out. <clears throat> All right, are we good to go to number two? I'm ready for number two. Let's roll. Number two, the Trophy Ridge React digital site. Um, If you're not familiar with the React technology, basically you shoot your bow at 20 yards, dial it in, shoot it at 60, and adjust your pin gap to fit. Everything else falls into place. Uh, The Cobra radius we talked about earlier was kind of a cheaper but effective option because this price point on this side um, it's digital it's got more features it's more adjustability um, it comes in at like 379 ish 369 ish for depending on which model so they have a single pin and a trio so i have you personally used the trophy ridge react trio it's a three pin good for 20 30 40 and once i'm dialed in with my 40 i'm good out to 100 to 120 yards depending on my setup Literally at the turn of an Allen wrench, it's a process process that if something goes wrong with my archery site, I can throw it on my bow. And within 20 minutes, I'm back in the woods. I'm ready to hunt. Uh, Just due to the fact that of the simplicity and there's not a lot of work that goes into dialing a site in. There's a lot of work that goes into tuning a bow. And this site is kind of the reward for that. We've seen other manufacturers that do this on the digital side um, 
and they have range finding capabilities and it automatically populates. Um, this digital site has basically the same technology that the previous React Pro version has, but it has a digital readout. So when you turn the dial, it shows you the exact number. And on the fly, you're looking at that site window housing. It's right on the off side of it. So you can get that readout. And it would be very quickly for somebody using a single pin or certain shooting longer distances when you want to dial that site in without moving the bow much. Uh, there's definitely a utilize, use for it, um, but it's not a product that I'm prepared to spend my money on, but it's still a great product with a nice feature that a lot of people may find interesting with that digital readout. Um, I think the original pro versions, and I think they're still going to be available to the consumer, um, are is a great compromise as far as price point, uh, but the digital side of it, um, it has its advantages. Now, when it comes to anything digital, there's a chance for failure. And they told me if fully charged, so this unit is rechargeable, if fully charged and you leave it on, I think it'll last for like three days. Pretty sure that was from Trophy Ridge, and I'm not getting that con uh, confused with the Garmin. Um, but so there, there's a backup plan. If it goes down, there's still a tape site tape on the opposite side of that site that you can utilize to um, as, as, your, as your backup plan, basically. It still has your site, your martyrs tape, uh, your yardage markers, and you can adjust on the fly. You just have to move the bow a little bit more in that moment. The digital version allows you to make an adjustment on the fly. You need two hands, of course, uh, one on the bow grip and then one to adjust the site, most likely. Um, after arranging it, it's not a range finder. It's just a digital readout that makes it quicker and more efficient in the field. So and I, just a question on these digital readouts, are they illuminated or something? So if you're in a low light situation, you're not trying to figure that part out? Uh, yes, I think it has a, I mean, I can scroll back at photos super quick to see the readout before I say yes or no, because um, it's definitely a product that caught my attention. Um, as far as the adjustability of brightness, I would uh, I would be surprised if that feature is not there. Um, there's a power, there's a mode button, and then a select. So I think those options are actually for dialing that site in. So you use those digital readouts and buttons for dialing the site into the yardage that it's needed. Uh, basically, when you shoot your 40-yard pin with that trio, at 60 yards and it hits at 62, you just turn that dial to 62 and you're done. You just lock it in place, save it, and you're done that quickly. Gotcha. Um, you can literally this site um, on the range and within minutes, if you know how to use it, be dialed in, ready to go, and start hunting. Very cool. Anything else on the uh, sites there? Or are that's we ready? That's all I've got for the number one. The number one, Cameron's most—I don't know what—exciting product coming out of ATA in, in 2022 is. This is a product that I am the most excited for because I think of all the things in the hunting industry, it's the most needed option. So, as a hunting community on social media we are being censored each and every day. Whether I post a 
product for sale and end up in Facebook jail or Instagram says you can't have a kill shot because there's a dead animal and it upsets some supposed nonprofit organizations, then they raise a bunch of cane. We are going to have a platform that I hope lives up to the hype that I'm excited about called Jacked Tag, and that is spelled J-A-K-D Tag. And this is going to be a mobile application that you can download maybe Tuesday. Um, They had to work out something with Apple, so it wasn't quite available to be released what they hoped, um, but it is set up and ready to go. So this social media platform, if you've noticed your Facebook news feed and you see a bunch of content on there from people you don't know and a lot of, we think you want to join this group and we think you should be looking at this person, algorithms that basically ruin the communication between person to person because they're trying to manipulate what you see. From my understanding, after talking with them for in-depth, this product or this mobile application is not going to have those messy algorithms that take away from what I want to see. If I'm, we'll call it following you, I don't know what they'll call it on that social media app due to trademarks and stuff, but if I'm following you, you post something, I'll see it. It's going to be on my news feed somewhere. So the more people that I'm going to see, the more stuff I'm going to see. I'm not going to be bombarded with ads or things that are going to take away from the user experience. This right now is designed to give the hunting community a voice. Now, there's more to this mobile application than just uh, communicating you and I through an app. Um, There's also the tag system. So I can have a business card when I go to an ATA event or I go um, I run into a hunting buddy or somebody that I want to meet or I've met and I say want to exchange contact information. I can have this um, what this tag, this business card that has a QR code that sends you straight to my wall or trophy room is what they're calling it. And they're actually utilizing the trophy room feature for me to show off my hunt or a tro- an actual trophy. Like say if I, I shot a buck during the, 2021 season, I can go back and upload a video of that hunt, photos of the hunt, and they're even implementing like what kind of gear I was utilizing and a lot of neat features. And um, one of the things that I don't think is going to be too uh, popular is where you killed it. Now, you can be uh, detailed and say, give a GPS coordinate, or you can say, I killed this in Ohio in Noble County and then be done with it. So um, it allows you to keep track of things. Um, and share that content with people on the fly. Uh, And then the user that you're following or friends with, when they look you up, they can see your trophy room. You kind of build a digital man cave. Um, We've we've probably heard all about the metaverse and all this crazy stuff going on, but it's going to be, it's not a metaverse. It's basically just a um, a, a photo dump, a um, informational location to help you keep track of and show off your stuff now that's just one aspect of it that was intriguing um, they also have it set up to where you can upload your license information so the confirmation number if i call in a a deer or a duck that i well, you don't need that but you need uh, bag limits and stuff for waterfowl uh, but that uh, technology is there too i don't know um, what kind of proof 
that a DNR officer is going to see out of that or a conservation officer when they check your tags and stuff in the field, especially for phone dives. Um, but if you have that tag on it, you can scan that with your phone and you can actually upload um, whose ducks are who. So if you're in the waterfall blind, they said they seen a need for this um, with guys and mixing up whose duck is theirs. And that's the most common game violation cited. Uh, so you can put this little toe tag basically and make it all digital and keep it separated. I'm sure there's cheaper options and other ways to do that efficiently. But it was a neat little integrated um, feature of this application. Another use they told me that they could utilize it for was for the meat in your freezer. So we're probably all notorious if we've had a successful season. Sometimes at the end of the summer or before something season rolls around, we're looking in our freezer and we're like, I forgot I had a backstrap in here. I would have ate this months ago. <laughs> This application, if you put in the work to upload, label your um, your cut of meat, what it is, what species it is, what the date it was, it was packaged, you can put all this inside this mobile application, and it'll remind you sorry, um, that this meat's going to go bad or it's been in this X amount of days. And I think there's some states out there that have requirements you can't keep meat for X amount of months after you killed it. Um, so I, I'm not positive on that, but that's one of those things I've always heard, but I've never seen it in print. Um, so it's very unique. Um, I'm excited for to have a social media platform that's not going to censor my love for honey like other platforms have. The problem with this is going to be very simple. It's going to be hard to communicate with people outside of the hunting community if they're not utilizing it. Uh, but myself, as someone that is looking for a way to promote my business, um, promote my love for the hunting community um, and the passions that I have. This is a no-brainer. I'm going to give it a try. We've seen other mobile applications that didn't hit the mark, um, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they just didn't live up to the hype that I felt they could have reached, and I'm hoping this fills that void that we've all been looking for. All right. <clears throat> One more time. What was what was the app's name? Or how do you spell that? J-A-K-D tag, T-A-G. And there's not a lot of information out there yet, uh, but there will be soon. Um, once they get the ball rolling, this was a product that was released um, at the ATA show. Um, it would have been great if Apple hadn't gotten away and kept them from getting their app on the market because we would all have accounts set up ready to go. Um, and there's there's a lot of possibilities with this app, but Jacked Tag, J-A-K-D. Very cool. Not gonna lie, I completely missed it. So I'm glad I'm glad that you were there, Cameron, to actually pay attention to things that weren't shiny and uh, or camo colored. Because uh, yeah, Cameron, what's a when you're when you're walking around ATA and, and you see all these you know, huge companies, you know Bushnell and and you know, Rage and all these companies that people are familiar with, and, and you walk through and you see a bunch of these smaller companies. What's what's one company that kind of stood out that not a lot of people have heard of, but they're kind of on the right path. They've got some really cool, innovative products coming down the pipeline. Um, I really like Timber Ninja. I really like those guys. I really like what they're doing. They're kind of like. We're not here to make a bunch of money. We're just here to 
provide a product for the commun- hunting community that some people are going to want to utilize. Um, I really enjoyed meeting those guys. Uh, the Jack Tag system is something that, again, if you're looking for a bow and camouflage, you would have walked right by this product. And it's very easy to walk by these huge conglomerate Faradines and GSMs and get lost in the amount of products they have available. Um, I don't, basically when I walk through one of their booths, I get a contact information so I can follow up and hopefully line up some products from my gear review program for people that are involved in that. Um, But other than that, I don't get too caught up until I see something from the innovation zone. So the innovation zone at the ATA show is a lot of smaller, like mom and pop startups that don't have those big budgets for marketing and they're looking to showcase new products and ideas and each year that seems like there's a product out there that just catches your attention and it was definitely the carbon fiber tree stand from timber ninja and then i think everybody needs a burr paul uh, burr paul is the actual brand but basically it's a um a material that you can utilize as a glove to wipe away burrs and stickers from your pants so it makes you less noisy. It makes your washing machine much cleaner when you go to wash your apparel. Um, and we can all benefit from that at a cheap price point. Uh, but it's it's great. I mean, you look what Tethered's did in the short amount of time from they hit the scene. And it's amazing to see how dominant they've been. I don't want to say dominant, but how popular that product has been in company and brand. Uh, but they started they started with an idea, ran with it. And they're huge now. Um, a lot of these companies start up small and then they get picked up by a Faradine or another company. So you see a lot of um, combined booth spaces and stuff like that where this company bought this company. And um, it's great. It's great for the, the market. Um, usually you end up with a slightly less expensive product because the bigger retailers have um, or manufacturers have access to larger warehouses and materials and things like that. But when you see success from these small companies like that, you can't help but get behind them, cheer them on and be ecstatic for what they produce next year. Yeah, I agree. And that innovation zone was cool. There was some stuff in there and I'm not gonna lie. There's stuff in there and I'm like, nobody, nobody needs this. Right. Uh, That's just ridiculous. But there was so much stuff in there that, you know, it's get you get your brain going and you didn't even know that there was material out there to pull the burrs off but uh yeah like you said everybody can benefit from that so well cameron um, you want to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you or, or check you out your website again your instagrams or social medias any of that stuff okay so for hunting gear deals dot is www.huntinggeardeals.com and then you can utilize the same hunting gear deals to find me on Instagram, Facebook, and hopefully uh, Jack Tag by the end of the week. So uh, once we get there, um, it'll be interesting to see what takes place. And if I can help anybody, just subscribe to the email and hopefully I can help you find a good deal this year. Awesome. We appreciate it, man. Uh, wealth of knowledge. And I encourage everybody to go over and check out huntinggeardeals.com. Cameron, have a great night, man. We appreciate you uh, coming on and, and, and giving us the rundown. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys.